Welcome to the People Priority Podcast, where we dig into topics that help you show up as your best self for you and your circle of influence. I'm your host, Julie Schneers, a teacher turned speaker, teen culture consultant, and leadership growth coach who loves people. Join me every week for conversations that will motivate, educate, and hopefully just inspire you to grow through the power of communication, connection, and confidence because you and your people, you're worth it. Today's guest is such an honor to have on because she is a dear friend, an incredible woman that I have admired for so long. And I was actually her first podcast guest. So I'm super sentimental about this is Miss Karen Gray. Let me tell you about her. She is a coach, speaker, and leader on a mission to help professional women unlock their earning potential aka we all can take a little bit of Karen tips around here, by mastering their thoughts, self-worth, and money mindset. She brings 30 years of corporate financial experience along with her own transition to entrepreneur as the founder and CEO of Gray Legacy Partners. Now, what else is cool about her is she is an ICF certified life and business coach. So we share the ICF coach lens. Um, But also, if you're listening to her bio and thinking money mindset, women, hear me say that she also speaks on issues that high achievers face like insecurity, imposter syndrome, negative mindset, toxic leadership, self-control, aka there are so many golden nuggets coming at you in this this episode that I am so honored. Karen, thank you for coming on. I love you. I am so, so happy and so grateful to be here. And yes, you were my very first podcast guest. And I'm so grateful for you. You helped me kick it off. And so I just, I'm so proud of you for launching your own. This is so exciting. Thank you. It, I mean, you know, it's hard and exciting and um, you're still learning. I feel like I'm still growing and learning in the journey. So I love getting to be a part of your journey and learn from you too. Well, your voice is so important to be heard. And the message that you share is so critical. Women need women like you supporting them. So I'm so honored and excited to be here and talk to the people that you are serving today. So Okay. So I mean, like, where do we even start? Because there's so many golden nuggets sitting in what I just shared out from your bio. Well, where do you want to start? You know, I think one of the things that just comes up time and time again with women is the pressure that we put on ourselves to look and act and be a certain way. Mm. Like we have to be perfect. And one of the things that we said before we joined or started recording was the power of our imperfections. Yes. And celebrating. Celebrating them. And if we could get any message out to women today that are leading and speaking and listening to this is the power of your scars, your journey, your imperfections that make you uniquely you and your journey introspectively unique for the people that you're here to serve. I think there's so much power in that. We try to be all these things and do all these things for so many people when the power is just in us being us. I love that. Okay. So words of wisdom in living and celebrating your imperfections. And I know that I was I was sharing with you that I What story was I even telling? That I was excited about where I was in my journey and just trying to celebrate that progress and not that I'm at the end. Yeah. And just this whole podcast process, right? You're learning and you're celebrating 
sometimes it's just doing it messy and doing it imperfect and amen. Just doing it, just getting out there and doing it and being being grateful that where we are today isn't where we were yesterday. And it's about those incremental inch by inch movements forward. It doesn't always have to look like someone else's journey. And it honestly, it never, ever does. Ever. Yeah. So, and not just in podcast life, like, life. Every, yeah, every piece of our life and every piece of our leadership and every piece yes. of our parenting. It's okay that it looks different. As a matter of fact, I had a meeting right before ours and it was a, a media organization that, of course, you know, you're looking, always looking to grow and how, who's going to be on your team for that. Right. It's like, I want to know what, what your feeling is. Like, I want to know how much you want to be making in a year. I'm like, honestly, I don't have a number for that. He was like, well, you have to have a number. No, I don't. Because I, I started this journey for impact. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a number in my head. And maybe that makes me a bad businesswoman, but I, I really just have an impact in my head. I don't have a number in my head. And that just baffled him because most people that work with him, I guess, have a, a number in mind. I don't know. Maybe that's bad business, but I just, no, I, just, I think, I think that is a perfect example of the difference between working in your feminine energy and working in your masculine energy because the masculine energy needs that process. Like I need that goal. I'm going to hit X number. And the feminine energy is I want to have this impact. I want to meet this many people and talk on this many stages. And I want to have, you know, I want to serve a hundred thousand people by the time, you know, I end my dash, right? So it's all about the dash. I love that. Your dash, the heart of the matter. Yeah. So, so as you're in the process of, Hey, I want to make this impact. You're not money driven. So he Mm -hmm. was really asking you the wrong question. Well, and that, I mean, that links to every time I've ever worked with a speaker, you have to have ethos, pathos, logos, right? Mm -hmm. And traditionally, studies will show that logical appeal, your logos is linked more to men in your audience. And that emotional appeal, pathos is your women audience. That you, so, which is why in a speech, you want to have a little bit of all of it because you're going to have a variety of people in your audience, but you're hundred percent right. In speaking and writing, and even in business, you want to have not just logical appeal driven questions. If you're talking to a woman, Yeah. Well, and it's really knowing your client, right? Knowing your customer, who is your audience and what is it that they need? What is it that you provide? So it could be that that marketing firm, whoever you're talking to, isn't the right fit for you because they're not asking the right questions. Right. Well, and it boils back to your life too. We all have a different journey and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A thousand percent. I know that you uh, talk a lot about confidence and self-worth. And I know you know my pillars are communication, connection, confidence. Talk to me a little bit about your angle on confidence. Oh, gosh. Okay, so mine comes from, I feel like, my unique journey, my unique place of my lens, if you will, of how I see life um, through the eyes of an adoptee. Mm -hmm. And so confidence to me is coming from a place where I know um, we have the saying of who's driving your bus. Mm. And so the the bus if, is your mind, if you will. And the thing that's driving it is the emotion that's in control at the time. 
And so coming from a place where if I'm driving to, um, or if my bus is driving to work, right. And I'm worried about what are people going to think, you know, how are they going to look at me? Then probably shame and insecurity are driving my bus at that moment. And to get to a place where confidence and certainty is driving my bus, I need to know why are those emotions coming up for me? And how do I understand, acknowledge, give space for that to process and to think, okay, you're probably trying to keep me safe for some reason. Mm. And what is it that you're, how are you serving me in this place by being uncertain, by being insecure? Because we think of the opposite of confidence, of insecurity or a lack of confidence as a bad thing. And honestly, it's just a different emotion that's serving a purpose for us. And so for me, confidence is really taking the things that aren't serving us, thanking them, putting them in their place, and allowing the other emotions to come up that will serve us to put us in a place of confidence. And that's a really long explanation to just say, there's really nothing bad about not feeling confident unless it's no longer serving you. Well, I think that's crazy impactful though, because a lot of the coaching that I do, especially with girls, I a lot of high school client girls that parents have said, you have to help me in this space. And I'm all about, it takes a village. And yep. if you think raising your kids alone, you've lost your ever-living mind. Uh, yeah. Especially my my stint in high school teaching, uh, which was at 13 years of the most incredible years. And I loved doing that. But those kids are sometimes listening to your coaches mm-hmm. more than your parents, right? Like that's right. the era of high school life. So I, I love getting to work with the high school girls, but confidence is the number one reason that they come to me. Mm-hmm. And I've, I love the perspective of only when it's just not serving you. So when do you identify that my lack of confidence or a struggle in this space, maybe it's identifying my own self-worth or mm-hmm. ability to wake up when I, right? Or just feel good about walking into the room. Yeah. Is it serving me? How, how do you help people identify if it's serving them or not? Mm, such a great question. And I love the way you, you phrase that. Um, because knowing your journey and, and watching you and how you carry yourself, it's really easy for someone to assume someone like you has it all together and you're super confident. And we make those assumptions so easily about everyone when the truth is, I would say 99.9% of the humans out there struggle with this, men and women. It's not limited to just women. So we assume because someone can do a certain task or has the ability to do something that they're only confident, that they don't have any insecurities or they're not scared. And I love to say that you can be insecure and confident at the same time. You can be insecure and take brave action at the same time. So truly, when confidence isn't serving you, it's when you're not willing or when that insecurity isn't serving you rather, it's when you're not willing to step into a place and say, yep, I feel that and I'm going to do it anyway. So when it stops you, that's when it's no longer serving you. 
And so confidence is really just the insecurity being put in its place and, and taking action anyway. So that old John Wayne quote, right? Courage is saddling up or being scared, but saddling up anyway. Yes. Oh my gosh. My father, I love you for that. <laughs> I love, I love that quote. I love because, that quote. Yes. Because my, my daughter was a rodeo queen and rodeoed. And so there was a lot of things that she did that she was scared to death to do, but you yeah. do it anyway. And so the courage then becomes confidence in action. You're still scared the whole time you're doing it, or you're still uncertain the whole time you're doing it. But mm-hmm. just taking action is that act of bravery, thus doing that over and over and over again, just creates these muscles that appear to the world as confidence. That is such the most beautiful answer ever. And I love that you brought me up because if I had a dollar for every single time that I was misjudged because people, I mean, I'm tall and I stick out like a sore thumb and I loved wearing heels. And so that made me taller and made me look more, you know, but literally my stint in pageant world, which was also a place that I had to really pretend I was confident when I wasn't. Yeah. uh, Because I really just, in my mind, not believe that I was pretty enough to ever do that, but I was a good speaker. So I could out talk the girls on stage. Like that was the life, right? (laughs) So I'm on stage and learning how to walk confidently. So then I associate, okay, pageant life grew me heel wearing life. So then I just wore heels because it made me feel confident. Right. And then I'm walking into every space in heels and people are like, oh my gosh, she must reek of confidence because she's walking around in heels in here. Right. right. She does that. And it's my coping mechanism that's harder to do as I get older and my feet get, uh, you know, not as, they don't, they don't pop back like they used to. But uh, I, I struggled with confidence my whole life. Yeah, but... Don't do it. But I would never have known that or assumed that about you had we not had our conversations. Yeah. And I think this is the message that we as women really yeah. want to pass on to the girls coming behind us is that you can feel all those things yes. and still move forward bravely with courage. And yeah. practicing those choices is really where confidence comes from. Confidence is just a perception. Mm. And I loved what you said acknowledge, to acknowledge, I, I feel that and I yep. acknowledge that this is how I feel, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And, and you know, that's a hard place to be because we try to trust our gut, mm-hmm. but when our gut is telling us to sit down and shut our mouths because we're not good enough versus yeah. what is that really? And uh, being a coach, right? Asking the curious questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, why do I feel in my gut that I'm not good enough or yeah. that I would not use my voice in this space or I shouldn't throw on a pair of heels for this event? What, what makes us flip that switch into, I acknowledge that maybe that is just me being nervous and I'm going to do it anyway? Yeah. So I think there's an awareness there because our, our gut instinct is our sacral instinct, which is attached to a level of knowing to whatever you believe is your source. For me, it's God. Mm-hmm, me too. And so I feel like my my gut or my sacral, my heart, my, my core knows when something is right. But it's not my gut that's telling me I'm insecure. It's my brain. Mm. And the Bible tells us that our mind can be deceitful. 
And so our brain will tell us because it will, if you, if you think about it, we have our conscious and our subconscious, and then there's the non-conscious. And so conscious, subconscious, non-conscious. Conscious is I'm sitting here looking at this camera and I can see you on the screen. I'm consciously aware of that. Yes. Subconsciously, I know that I can tell myself, don't be nervous. Don't be afraid. You're okay. You're good. Everything's great. This is going to go well. Julie's got you. She's your friend. She's never going to make you look bad. She's got your back. Love it. Right? That's the subconscious behind the the scenes, right? So that's behind the screen or behind the the curtain. And then non-conscious is that connection to our spirit, that connection to God. That's Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter what happens. You're okay. You're loved. You're safe. You're fine. Everything's good. I have you. So not me counting on Julie, not me counting on my own ability, but me knowing that a source greater than me has me. The big There's picture. a plan and a purpose, the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's when I start hearing these things that are out of alignment. So my head's telling me something that's out of alignment with what my gut or my spirit's telling me. Then that's where I have to stop and go, okay, is that true? Am mm. I not good enough? Mm. Do I want that to be true? No. Okay. So what do I believe to be true? I believe that there's a plan and a purpose for my life and I'm here and I feel a calling to step into this room or step onto that stage or take that test or Mm. trust that person. Mm. And with everything I know, cognitively, subconsciously, non-consciously, this is the right decision for me in this moment. So I've checked all the boxes I can to make the best choice. So I'm going to trust that knowing. And I'm not going to second guess that with the things that my brain has been trained to believe based on all of the conscious things, right? Mm-hmm. I, if I look for anything, I can find it. I can look for ways that I'm a screw up. I can look for ways I'm not a good mom and I'll find yeah. it. Whatever you seek out, you will find. So if I want to look for ways that I'm a great person and a great mom, I'll find that too. Mm-hmm. So when you're seeing things that aren't reinforcing the life you want, that's where we get stuck in the the negative doom loop that I call it, right? Because I can just see the negative. I can just see the problem. Um, stop. Is that true? Do I want it to be true? If not, make a different choice. I love that so much. Stop. Is that true? Do I want it to be true? Because you can go, you know, is that true? Yeah, I'm a screw up. I I did all this because you're like, oh, I can find reasons. And that's why you're like, okay, but do I want that to be true? No, I want to see all the reasons why I'm confident why I can do this. Okay, so then what do I do? I look for those things because they're there as well. And then building positive next steps off of what you want and not what our brain might be trained to see. Yeah. That's an important, that's a really important thought, what your brain is trained to see, because we all have a different environment. We Mm -hmm. all have different circles of influence. Yes. Uh, We might all um, have a different background space that leaks into our current present life. Um, that might need some 
moving in more positive direction or more. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you've been so great about saying is flip your focus. Yeah, thank you. You know, and I, you always come to my mind when mm-hmm. I think about flipping a focus is like, okay, what's going on right now? All of this is true. This is a chaotic moment. Okay, but let's flip our focus and let's find a solution because the solution's here just like the problem is. Amen. Sometimes you have to step back away from it, see it with fresh eyes. Sometimes you have to get a third party, like a coach or someone to help you see it from outside the fog, right? Because you're so stuck in the middle of the mud or the fog. Yes. You can't see a fresh perspective or even a possible solution. So that's where coaching is so amazing because they're, you know, they're unbiased, completely removed from the emotions of the situation to give you a perspective. And then there are times where you really just have to trust yourself and know that this wouldn't be here in front of you as an opportunity if someone didn't believe that you Mm -hmm. could do it. And maybe that someone is just God. Maybe that someone is a teacher. Maybe that someone is a boss or a friend or... Maybe that someone is only you. So in this moment, with this opportunity in front of you, are you going to abandon you? Of all people, yes, I can feel all these things and I can move forward and trust myself and just count on myself and and believe that I can do it. So it's just physically making a, a decision. It's so encouraging. Those are encouraging words. I love that. And I I think you're so right on with, Hmm. it works in every space. Whether you are a high school girl trying to walk into a room, if the door is there and you're just worried about what you're going to say, there's still an opportunity. You're standing with a group of people. You still have the opportunity to use your voice. If you're new to a job and you're trying to ask questions that could be a little challenging to leadership, there's still, if you have the opportunity to do that, there's still a reason that you have that opportunity. Maybe you're pulling yourself back. And I, I love that perspective. Thank you. Yeah, I think there's, oh my gosh, there's so many ways we could spin it. But the bottom line is that confidence comes from a place of action. So if there is a feeling of lack of confidence or insecurity or depression or anything that is counterproductive to what you really want, see a way to begin to take action. Just one one decision, one inch, whatever that is, that gets you forward momentum and forward momentum begins to produce momentum. Just like the book Atomic Habits. One percent every single day. One percent. Just 1%. 1%. And I even break it down. Like some people are like, I don't even know what 1% would be. And I'm like one choice. Yeah. Maybe that 1% today is one decision, one call. If you don't like to make sales calls and your job is to make sales calls, do one call today and then one more tomorrow. And then one more the next day. So the next day by day three, you're doing three calls. Mm-hmm. Day 10, you're doing 10 calls. And it mm-hmm. just feels like one more. Yeah. So there's there's so much power in momentum. And I think we oftentimes get so bogged down in all of the thoughts and we're making those thoughts mean something that they mm. were never intended to mean. Mm. Sometimes it's just a thought and it's okay to let it go and think a new thought. And if you make a choice and it ends up being 
the wrong choice, you learned something in that. That's a lesson you needed to learn to then go to the next choice and make another. And I can tell you this from personal experience because I made a lot of bad choices. Haven't we all? That's how I learned to make the right ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why you're a mindset coach. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Everything you said. Wow. And I love that you shared that about your experience with insecurity because I had someone tell me the other day that I was intimidating because oh. I was so confident. And I was laughing. I'm like, of all the intimidating people, I'm like the least intimidating. And they're like, no, because you're assured in who you are. Yeah. And on the word intimidation, because if I had a penny for every single time that I had someone tell me that I was intimidating, which baffles me still. Mm. Um, But of course, when I was a teacher, I'm like, okay, fine. I'm I'm a teacher and I wear heels and and I speak loudly and I have a low voice. Okay, maybe, maybe. I'm tall. I don't know. What, what is so intimidating? I hate the ridiculousness of that. But your perspective of you are rooted in who you are and assured, I, that, that is one I'll buy into and be okay uh, with. Yeah. And I, I think it comes from a place of that knowing, right? So when I'm connected to God, when I'm connected to my source, my, my power supply, mm-hmm. then there is an energy that comes across from that. That's a, that's no longer a me thing. That's a we thing. Yeah. And you walk into the room different because Mm. you know your purpose. You're there with a purpose. And when you live life with a purpose versus just, you know, aiming around looking for a purpose, um, it's like an arrow shot to a target versus just shot up in the air. Preach. That's perfect. Two different impacts. Yeah. That's a beautiful analogy. All right. I don't know how you're going to narrow it down, but I want to hear <laughs> what are from today's time, oh what are your top three takeaways that you want the audience to remember from today? Mm, so confidence is a perception. Perfect. And that you can be, you can feel a lot of things and still take action mm. to be perceived as confident. That's good. And that everybody everybody you see is going through their own struggles and has their own level of insecurity and lack of confidence. That's perfect. And for sure, we have openly, transparently talked about all three of those pieces today. Yeah, uh, thank so you if, for that. Oh my gosh, thank you for that. And I hope that if you're listening, you hear these two people at least share their story and you feel empowered. Uh, to know that you're not alone, if that's something that you're struggling with. Okay, so challenge us. What's a challenge for the week, Karen? Okay, I love that you said the 1% thing. I would say my challenge to those that are listening today is to find the, the thing that's missing in your life, whatever that is, and find one way or 1% that you can do differently towards that the rest of the week. And the way I want you to go about that is I want you to write it down on a sheet of paper and then every day, because if it's not written down, there's no accountability. I mean, preach. And so on a sheet of paper, maybe it's, you know, I'm going to start working out. I've said that all year. It's now July. I'm really going to start working out. So I'd write on the sheet of paper working out and maybe tomorrow or today, let's start today. The first day you're hearing this, I'm going to do 10 sit-ups. That's it. I'm just going to do sit-ups. That's the 1%. Just just one thing, 1%. And if it's with your job, maybe you need to look for a new job or maybe you need to 
um, make sales calls. Like I mentioned, pick one thing and work towards that every day and find a reason why it's possible, not why you can't do it. Mm, And I love the analogy of the arrow. Here we are. Pick a space, pick a direction that you want to fly into so that it's not just a stab in the dark. Uh, So if if you're listening, there's a place that you can grow. Pick one space to take this challenge in so that it's not a shotgun blast. But, but an arrow towards the and, target. And you started us off with saying that, you know, the question about the money and how that just wasn't in alignment with his questions because you were about the purpose. Know that mm-hmm. your target doesn't have to look like anyone else's target. So yeah. whatever you're aiming for, that's supposed to be your aim, your goal, your target, whatever is on your heart. Um, don't align your target with someone else's end zone. Make it yours. Perfect recap. Oh, Karen. Okay. Your quote. What is your oh my quote gosh. to end us on? So we talked about imperfections and I love the um, story about, you know, the, the Japanese bowls, how they, when they take a, a broken bowl and they put it back together yes. with gold yes. and those bowls are actually more valuable because they're broken. And so one of my favorite quotes mm-hmm. is the struggles will become your story And that's the beauty of Kintsugi. Your cracks can become the most beautiful part of you. Oh my gosh. So it's not about avoiding the cracks. It's not about trying to live a life that's perfect and uncracked. It's about acknowledging that you can't be 40 or 54 in my case and not have cracks, but those cracks are your beautiful parts. And, um, you know, just having the courage to say, here are my cracks and here's where I learned and here's my golden parts because now I'm stronger, better, more beautiful, more capable to help you and to make an impact because of these cracks, these imperfections. It's so wonderful. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing with us and with me. I took notes because I love your words so much. You're an inspiration. And your audience and your clients are so lucky to have you. And we're so lucky to have you today. Thank you for coming on here. Thank you. Thank you for having me on and for sharing everything you do. You're making a difference. And I'm just honored to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You guys have a good week. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening and being my people. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, hook me up with a five-star review wherever you're listening right now. And as always... Don't forget to subscribe to the People Priority Podcast. They don't miss out on more tips, tricks, and important reminders. All right, I'll see you next week.